the Small Business Show. I'm your host, Lori Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me here. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. This week, I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Jeremy Ryan Slade, podcaster and media expert and founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world, including a former CIA director, Super Bowl champion, and even a three-time Indianapolis 500 winner. Jeremy, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Lori, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm uh, stoked to get a chance to, to hang out and add some value to your audience today. Awesome. Well, I am super excited to dive into your journey and your practice and where you are today. But before we do, I'd love to rewind the clock just a bit. I want to go back to the days of, say, junior high or high school, a time when a mentor or an aunt or an uncle would have asked you what it is you want to be when you grow up. What was your answer to that question? This is So this is going to be weird. I wanted to be a high school religion teacher. And it wasn't because I chose it. It was more because I had done it to appease parents, if that makes sense. I didn't really explore what I wanted to do with my life until I got to grad school. And then I was, wait, I can make decisions for my own life. That's outstanding. So for me, if you asked me then, it would have been me regurgitating what I was told was wanted from me. Mm -hmm. No, and you know what? That's not as weird as you would think. No, I I think it's pretty standard for a lot of kids. (laughs) (laughs) No, completely unique decision. However, that thought process, you know, what our parents instilled in us, the way that we were raised, there's a whole, you know, generation or two where we watched our parents in these positions or their careers and listen to what they stated we should be doing with our lives. And I think that motivated a lot of us to take those first steps in life as adults, you know, and it's funny. And that's why I love this show, because I love going back and seeing, okay, what was it we thought we were going to do? What were those steps that we took, you know, and where is it that we get to? So what were some of the first steps you feel, you know, kind of introduced you to the concept of entrepreneurship? I think I was kind of like, it's interesting because I know you told me a bit of your story before we got started here. And for me, I was kind of in a similar way kind of pushed into it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom had a really bad stroke in 2012. And, you know, I had been a high school teacher for two years at that point. I was absolutely miserable. So I just thought I was going to do this for like 40 years. And then eventually you get to do what you want to do with your life, but you're old. So, you know, it is what it is <laughs> at that point. So when my mom had a stroke, it kind of made me look at like, wow, you know, I guess that life plan really isn't going like I thought it was going. You know, I'm getting up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm helping my mom get dressed before I go to work. So it's like, it was definitely a wake-up call in a lot of ways. And the first thing I ended up seeing, my fiance, who's now my wife, we've been together, been together for 13 years, but we've been married for, for seven. And she had seen a network marketing presentation, which I didn't know what that was. So this is my first experience with anything other than like, you know, college or, you know, whatever it may be. So I thought I was going to make a million bucks in like five weeks. So I'm like, oh, I'm like so in. That's so great. So I called the principal and I just quit. And he's like, you're crazy. I did that for two years. And let me tell you, I started every ancillary business you could think that I would start to try and make the opportunity work for me until like three years into that, I, I ended up, you know, kind of moving on. But it was a lot of different businesses before I found what was the right fit for me, frankly. But that was the first thing to get me started. 
Definitely. Network marketing happens to be one of those things that I think a lot of people are introduced to it in one form or another, whether, you know, it's as a business proposal or the products themselves in some way, shape, yeah. form, you know. And I think that is sometimes the first thing that you hear of or, mm-hmm. you know, might be introduced to. But I definitely have found that there's many entrepreneurs who kind of take a pivot from that. They're like, okay, I've been introduced to this concept. I didn't even think about the fact that I possibly kind of do my own practice in some way, shape or form. What was that pivot moment for you? What was that clarity moment for you? Well, you know, so you know what's interesting too about that is like, I I look at network marketing as like, I think it's literally one of the best boot camps you can have if you've had no business experience, right? You have to learn how to call people. You have to learn how to hold a meeting, all these different things. But I think there can be some culture issues depending on what company that you're, you're working with where a lot of times people realize, well, the way you make money fast is by recruiting other people, which is true. But if you actually build a sales organization to sell a product, it can be a really great business. But I think it can be a culture issue. And that's what it ended up being for me. So what ended up getting me out of that is I just kind of got to the point where I just didn't feel like I could do it anymore. My personality had changed a lot in a way that I didn't like. I was constantly like having conversations with people where oh, you don't like X, Y, Z about your life? Well, I've got an opportunity for you. It made it really hard to be social. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm sure that's something you can work out over time. But for me, I just, I didn't like it. (laughs) And I ended up quitting that. And I actually went and sold life insurance for a little bit. And I was really good at that. But I hated those morbid death, you love your family conversations. You know what I mean? That's a very, like, it's a, to me, it's a very necessary, like, business, right? Because if something happens to you, you want your family protected, but it takes a very special type of person to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Lori, I'm not so special. So it, it didn't really work for me. Like, I, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say this. I totally lack empathy. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I've really had to work on that throughout my life. And I think as an employer, I've gotten a lot better at that now. But at 25 years old, I totally lacked empathy. <laughs> so I wasn't good in that position. I could make money, but I was really depressed doing it. So I did that for about a year and ended up going from there to actually private labeling and selling products on Amazon. We went to China. We learned how all the factories work and stuff like that. But I messed up with one of my product orders and left a, you can get my product for $1 promo code on my Amazon listing. So somebody realized that and bought my entire inventory out in 20 minutes. So I was out of business right before, right as I started. So I had tried these different things that didn't work. And from there, I ended up actually working at a friend's marketing firm. I had taught myself how to build websites. And I started podcasts just as a hobby. And that podcast got so much attention that we had 10,000 listens in our first 30 days people starting asking us for help. And that's actually where the agency came from. And we've been running that since 2016. We have, gosh, 17 employees at this point. And it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride. Absolutely love that. So first off, congratulations on the growth of the team and the growth of the practice. That's Thank you. absolutely outstanding. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you went about growing, making, you know, those steps that you took to grow, you know, during a down economy, during the downturn, what was it that you felt really helped your practice? Well, I'll say, and I'm sure a lot of like small business owners can understand this, like the biggest log jam early on in my business was me. 
because a lot of times you think like, well, I'm the expert at this and I'm the expert at that. And I'm the expert at this. And, you know, you're really not an expert at any of those things, but you're, you yeah. think you are. And the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing I had to do, Lori, was write up all the knowledge that was in my head into job descriptions and training programs. So I could actually put people there that could do the job better than I could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because so when we, we started fully writing up positions in our company, writing up training programs, building our, our company org chart, that was a big difference. So what happened in 2020 that really caused us to grow is we kind of approached the whole pandemic a little bit differently. I know for some businesses, it was really tough, right? It was definitely tough because of, you know, how you service people changes, how you, the, your industry changes. There's industries that I don't know if they're ever going to come back, right? Movie theaters, it's been a little rough. I know Top Gun did really well recently, but I think like industries like that can you don't know if they're going to come back. Like even the events industry is like slowly creeping back. Mm -hmm. But for us, we were virtual from day one. And so because of that, we built so many systems. We've built our own project management. We didn't like any project management systems. So we built our own. So we've kind of created all of our, these different things. So when the economy changed, we went on a hiring spree because mm -hmm. now we had the right system. We had the right training built. We just needed more people. But the right. people I wanted worked for somebody else. <laughs> You know what I mean? But now they, yeah. they don't anymore. So we, we, we really started hiring. And because when, you know, a lot of businesses were, you know, retreating, we were advancing. That's what helped us to grow, frankly, was just concentrating on people, training people and hiring people that I couldn't have hired before. That was a brilliant strategy. And it was really great timing for you, you know, with the event that there were so many people looking and so many that were no longer where they once were, that that was an excellent opportunity and, and excellent timing to do so. So, but I agree with you. And I think it's something that I, you know, talk to the advisors about all the time because I work with first to third year advisors on, you know, the practice growth, put your systems into place now. Yes. Mouth out how you're going. To Not when you're big. Not, now, not when you're big and you're like, okay, now. so let me put some form on this. No, right. You can't. <laughs> it's a it's Leviathan. Then. Exactly. Exactly. You have to start from the beginning, getting those pieces into place and listing them out and putting that as much as people hate to hear it, operations and procedure manual together from day one, jotting it down. Even if it's just a notebook, at least it's there somewhere. I mean, I definitely don't suggest people use a notebook to do, but <laughs> at least it's written down, right? It's but here's somewhere. the thing. Here's yeah. the thing too, Lori, and I think you have to understand too, people have different modalities and how they learn. Yes. And I think that's also where a lot of business owners go wrong in, you know, documenting and training and things like that. So we we're, we're set up for two different modalities. I know there's a lot more, but for us, that's the best way we can do it. And there's video trainings for everything. And then there's written out trainings for everything. And I'll tell you, when you're trying to teach anybody how to do something on a computer, what is 50 pages is a five minute video. So right. we, we have both, but they're also, everything's bite-sized because you have to understand if anything is too big for somebody to consume, it's going to take forever to get done. So we're also trying to make sure we're providing for both modalities. I absolutely love that. Well, congratulations, like I said, in terms of the growth and so forth. I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about what your current projects are and where you are with the, with the company overall. Well, I guess the biggest thing we've been working on is I had a book come out in June and um, it was a little bit of a weird situation because COVID hit the publishing industry hard. 
So my publisher ended up closing up shop on the day we launched the book. So we actually, you know, there's always kind of a little ray of sunshine and everything that happens. And, you know, I think, you know, God lets everything happen for a reason. We ended up actually getting acquired by a substantially larger publisher. And we're going to be relaunching in April, in uh, March, which I'm really excited for that because we actually have a chance to, you know, hit a bestseller list or something like that. So that's really exciting. So we have that project we're really working on. But the biggest thing I'm working on now, which is crazy because I feel like that's all I've been talking about this, this whole time is training programs. You know, we're trying to perfect how we train staff. We're trying to perfect all the positions in our company written up. Like we have, I think, 15 different manuals for jobs in our company. And they're always expanding, right? Because anytime you get a question that goes in there, because somebody else is going to have that question eventually. So yeah. we're continually working on training. We're continually working on documenting. And, you know, we're excited for the book launch for next year. Congratulations. I'm super excited for the book launch as well. And I hope to see you back prior to so we can help you promote the book launch. And, and I'd love to hear more about it at that time. So if you have the opportunity to go back, say, 10 to 15 years, mm -hmm. tell yourself just one thing. What do you think that would be? Are you a football fan? I am. Okay. I am a Green Bay Packers fan. And in 2021, when everybody's freaking out about the Packers, there's this video of Aaron Rodgers going, relax. That's what I would have told myself. Relax. Because I think all the time you're not happy with where you are. So you're trying to be somewhere else or kind of be in that next area. But like there's a lesson where you are now and there's something you can learn where you are now. And you got to take the value from from kind of the present so you can get to the future. But I think if you're always trying to be in the future, you're you're just going to lose what's now. Definitely. Have you ever read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle? I have not, but I, I did he say anything close to what I just said? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's an excellent book, excellent reference. So, yeah, check that out if if you haven't had the chance and, you know, I won't throw a link to that in the show notes, but I'll I'll send you a link. So, <laughs> no, excellent book, and I and I agree with you. You know, relax, slow down. It's like even like I, like I'm a I'm a I'm a dad. You know, I have a gonna be a four year old in a week, which wow. is wild. She's gonna be yeah. four in a week, and I have a going to be two year old in April. And I think one of the biggest things there's a song by Darius Rucker where he talks about basically his little girl growing up and he's playing with her and all of a sudden he's walking her down the aisle. And every time I talk about that song, by the way, it makes me cry. These moments, you don't have a chance at them again. And I think if you're not kind of living in the present while creating the future, you're going to lose that, right? And I think as a dad, that was the biggest thing I had to remember. I absolutely agree. The years fly by far too fast. Two yeah. and four are such great ages enjoy that enjoy <laughs> enjoy our daughter is now 22 and oh my gosh finishing college this year so yeah, I, no, I like can't I, I have to find the name of the song and I'll after this and I'll tell you it's it's ridiculous I think about it and I start crying I, I actually can't yeah. help myself <laughs> I don't blame you I don't blame you I definitely you know she's now moved out and in her own apartment for the first time this year and we've become empty nesters and I too will definitely have a tear every now and then when I you know go by her room and I'm still looking at it like Wow, I'm excited and proud, but it is it flies by. It truly does. So yeah, the power of now, the you know, slow down, relax, enjoy. The, the song is called It Won't Be Like This For Long. Oh man, it's a heartstring tugger. 
I will check that out immediately after. after but it call. made me it made me realize the power of being present. You know what right. I mean? Like it really did have an effect on me. Right. No, I I totally understand, and I'm excited to check it out. So thank you for that. I am looking forward to that in a moment. So. <laughs> the point of the show is really to help our viewers, you know, come up with an idea for a business and an industry yeah. that they probably weren't thinking of. And we'd love to be able to help you. So I'd love to know, Jeremy, if in fact you had a magic wand to wave it and change anything at all in your business, what do you feel like that would be? It change anything in my business? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know because I'm like a constantly like figure it out and try something type of person. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'd have to come back to you on that one because it's like right. I, I'm, I'm actually, we've built a lot of the stuff ourselves. I'm pretty happy with where it's going. You know, we're always looking to, to get bigger and that's, that's always the goal. But I'm, I don't know, maybe that's a... That's kind of a, a tip there for for your audience. And I think it's something that both you and I said, you know, like, you know, you went and looked for your own solution and, you know, it led you into starting a business. I went and looked for my own solution. It led to me starting a business. Sometimes there's a market for the things that you want to solve. I would just definitely do some surveying before you start them. But I think there's a market for the things that, that you want to solve for yourself and you're going to understand it better than anybody else that's never experienced that will. I love that answer, Jeremy. I thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to chat and share your journey and, and your practice with the audience today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun, and I, I hope I was able to at least help one person out there today. Yeah, I think that the ability to hear the journey in and of itself, the ability to recognize that, you know, we all start in completely different places. 90% of us don't start out saying, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> Most of us don't even start out saying, hey, I want to run a business. A lot of the times it starts, you know, in, in some way, shape or form that most of us weren't thinking of. And, and that hopefully is the point of the show to show people that the journey can be crazy. It starts in different ways. You never know what it's going to be that can inspire something. So hopefully we can help in that process. But again, I thank you. Thank you. Please share the best way for our viewers to find you. Yeah. They can either check me out on the personal brand side at jeremyryanslate.com or if they want to check us out at the company side and they're maybe looking for a little help and figuring out the whole PR game and getting found game. I have a great white paper I put together for your audience called The Seven Reasons You're Not Getting Featured in Your Favorite Podcast. And they can actually get that over on crushitonpodcast.com and they can grab that over there. Excellent. Well, I will be sure to include a link on the show notes page. So thank you. Hey, thank you so much for having me today.